Warning, file 13 contains content that may be too disturbing for some audiences. It contains graphic descriptions of crime scenes. It may not be suitable for children under 13. Listener discretion is advised. In September 2017, a young, vibrant 19-year-old girl had just gotten good news that she was starting a new job she had recently applied for. So she wanted to celebrate the occasion with her friends. She asked her mother, who was a recent cancer survivor and who she had been taking care of, if she could use the car to go to the movies and bowlings with her friends. Mom, who was happy for her daughter and said sure, told her not to be out too late and to have fun. On the way to the movies, the girls got news of a party at a local hotel. So they decided to change course and went to the party. This would be the last party she'd ever attend. This is the case of the mysterious death of Kanika Jenkins. Surveillance video shows Kanika Jenkins walking with friends at the Crown Plaza Hotel early Saturday morning. We see her a few hours later by herself. At one point, she stumbles out of an elevator. Later, she repeatedly hits the wall walking down this hallway. Another camera catches her running into a stairwell and then catching her fall. Video time codes appear to show Kanika roaming the hotel for over an hour. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to File 13. I am your host, Kwame Curry, and here we revisit unsolved murder cases in Black America. Bam has a toothache, so she won't be with us today, but we have a very special guest. Her voice may sound familiar to you if you've been listening to our podcast ads. She's a member of the File 13 family. Everyone, please welcome Miss Lisa Waters. Hello, Lisa. Good evening. And how are you this evening? I am well. Thank you. I appreciate being here tonight. This is exciting. I'm glad that you could uh, make it on with us um, as we talk about this upcoming case. So before we get started, I'd like to thank the team that makes this podcast possible, starting with my amazing co-host, Bam, but unfortunately she's out with a toothache. The brilliant head of research and development, Raven Clark Gross. The equally brilliant Jessica Hollis, our research consultant, owner of Phoenix Creative Services, who helps us with research, interviews, editing, and fact-checking, and the man who brings the amazing sounds of suspense and the opening credits, Mr. Rana Sapiano, and finally, our voice actors, Mr. Corey Scott, Medina Smith, Coco Rain, and Ms. Lisa Waters. All right. (laughs) Okay, so unless you've been living under a rock, you have have to have heard about this case. So let's face it, death is sad, and young people dying and is, is even sadder, and young people dying mysteriously without explanation is the saddest. And that's exactly what we have on this particular case. On Friday, September 8th, 2017, a 19-year-old Kanika got some great news. She had just received word that she had gotten a new job that she interviewed for at a local nursing home. Kanika asked mom, Teresa Martin, if she could use her car to go out and celebrate with two of her friends. According to some of my resources, Ms. Martin was a recent cancer survivor, breast cancer if I'm not mistaken, and Kanika spent a great deal of time helping her mother. 
get back to good health. You know, sounds like a very wonderful daughter, don't you? Yes, 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 it does. So Kanika told her mom that they were going to go bowling into the movies. They left the house around 11.30 p.m. However, they had gotten word that there was a party at the Crown Plaza O'Hare Hotel. And this was thrown by a friend named Irene Roberts. That party sounded a little bit more lit than the movies and bowling, obviously. So the girls stopped by a local store. They picked up a Bluetooth speaker, some Hennessy, and an energy drink, and then redirected themselves to the hotel party. Hotel security footage shows that Kanika and her friends entered the hotel at 1.13 a.m. on September 9th. There seems to have been trouble at the party from the beginning when the friends shared live videos on Snapchat and Facebook during the party, it was clear that the girls were not happy. Men had were aggressively flirting with the girls even after they had told them to back off. Around 1.30 a.m., Kanika sent a text to her sister. But I don't know what the text actually said. I couldn't find any information that really kind of told me what the text message said, but there was a text message that was sent to her sister. And that was the last time her family would ever hear from her. There was another moment when she was standing with her back to the camera in the background. She was not moving weirdly or leaning as if she was under the influence of anything. She didn't have a drink in her hand. She didn't have any weed in her hand. She appeared to be fine, at least from the video. So then it was around 3 a.m. and the girls decided it was time to go. They all headed downstairs to the lobby. And this is where things get a tad bit muddled and confusing for me. Her friends said that Kanika had left either her phone, her purse, or car keys in the room. The reports are conflicting, so I can't say with confidence which one it was. But she needed to go back and get whatever it was. It's not important now, but it will be in a moment. Regardless, the friends told Kanika to stay downstairs in the lobby until they came back. Now that's kind of where I have pause. My question is, why did she have to stay down in the lobby? You know what I mean? Like they all, it was, it was three of them and they take Kanika downstairs. They all are getting ready to leave and they're in the lobby. And when they tell Kanika to stay downstairs in the lobby until they came back. So that's kind of, it's, it's kind of weird to me. My guess would be because maybe she was extremely drunk and impaired. And if that's the case, why wouldn't one of the friends have stayed with her? while the other went and went upstairs and looked for whatever the item is that they left. You know what I mean? What do you think? Daddy Issues, the new album by Lauren Nicole is out now. Come into the world of the R&B songstress as she takes you through her journey of love, life, healing, trials, and tribulations. Check out her smash hits, I Met a Guy, Sorry, and Look Who's Crying Now. Daddy Issues, the album, streaming on all platforms. And now, back to the story. So, what my friends, we always would stay together. You know, once we, we go somewhere together, we stay together. So, it, it is odd that they would leave her impaired alone in the lobby. It does sound suspicious to me. Right. So whatever the reason for Kanika staying downstairs in the lobby, her friends went back upstairs to the ninth floor to get the item Kanika had left behind. They couldn't have gone 
been gone for more than 15 to 20 minutes, but when they came back down, Kanika was nowhere to be found. So according to reports, the young women searched for, for Kanika for about an hour. They were looking up and down the hotel on different floors, trying to find their friend. After about an hour, they gave up looking. They figured she must have gotten tired of waiting for them and left to go home on their own. But then they decided to call Kanika's mom. And here's where things get really kind of confusing for me. According to an article in the Crime Wire, the friends wondered if Kanika had maybe gone home without them. When they learned that she hadn't, they drove to Teresa's house and brought Kanika's mom back to the hotel to continue searching. So here's my thing, because Kanika drove. So it had to be maybe the keys that they had to go get. Right. They said that, I think I remember something about the keys were left in the room. So so why would they, so my question is, why would they think she would have already left if they had to go get the keys to the car? Right. They have her car and they drove back to pick Kanika's mom up and her own car. So if she would have left, like, what would she have left in if she had, I mean, obviously she must've been intoxicated or drunk or something like that, but they thought that she left, what would she have left in? Right. So that's kind of why I say it's kind of important. Go ahead, what was that? I, You know, I think these young ladies, you know, because they're young and they knew that they were in trouble. I think they knew they were in trouble. So these stories just, that's why they don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 that definitely doesn't make sense. And from, according to the reports, Kanika's mom felt the same way. They didn't trust her story. They didn't trust the friend's story. Um, she said it just didn't sound right. She could also tell that they had been drinking and were possibly under the influence of other substances. She asked if her daughter had been drinking and they told her she had one drink. Now, Kanika's mother said that her daughter didn't handle alcohol very well. And that one drink would have been given been way too much for her. Way too much. So the the mother is kind of giving the same vibe that we are. It was like just something just doesn't sound right, you know. But who knows, you know, when when it's the heat of the moment and something's going on, maybe they just aren't remembering well, or maybe they're missing some key information and it just kind of get muddled up when they have to retell the story over. You know, this is all speculation. I'm not sure. Right. Well, you got three. It was three ladies total, or is it two in Kanika? It was two in Kanika. So you have two other late young ladies' versions that doesn't that's not adding up. So obviously, I, I there is to me some kind of suspicion because I just can't imagine them just leaving Kanika. They obviously they went upstairs longer than they said. Mm-hmm. For yeah. her to disappear like that. So it wasn't 20 minutes, obviously, because the party was upstairs. Right, ninth floor. Yeah. So, uh... so now Teresa gets to the hotel and they all continue the search. She asked the hotel's front desk for help, but they declined to actually help her. So the distraught mother then requested to see the security footage so they could perhaps pinpoint where she could be. 
but the hotel staff told her that only the police could look into the tapes. So now we fast forward to about 7.15 in the morning. Teresa finally called the police and explained to the dispatcher about what happened. Now, according to my sources, the dispatcher was then less cooperative and suggested that her friends were possibly lying and that Kanika had probably just passed out in the hotel room. They told Teresa to go home and wait for Kanika to show up. That's 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 not okay. I'm sorry. That's just kind of like complete disregard of a mother's plea. Obviously, there's an issue and they needed immediate help. So the next day, Kanika was officially reported as missing and the police began their investigation. The investigation began on September 9th around 1.15 p.m. Hotel staff claimed they looked at the security footage and didn't see anything. Police searched the hotel and the surrounding area but came up with nothing. So almost a full day then went by and Kanika's disappearance became an official missing person. At 10 p.m., one of the officers decided to go back through the security tapes just in case something was missed. Sure enough, he saw Kanika stumbling around in the hall- hallways of the hotel lobby. So the staff said that they looked at it and didn't see nothing. And then the police go back and find some find her stumbling around the hallways of the hotel lobby around 3.20 in the morning. So that, that timeline kind of aligns with what the girl said they was leaving at. They were leaving at 3 a.m. It was about 3 a.m. And they seen her stumbling around around 3.20 a.m. She appeared to be extremely intoxicated. I would even say disoriented and confused. I mean, you can clearly see her stumbling into the walls. At one point, she almost falls down but catches herself on the rail. Have you ever got a chance to see the actual video? I have. I have. Yeah. So I can't say with confidence that she drank too much or was high or was drugged against her will. But what we do know is that something was wrong. I mean, you can see it. Yeah, definitely impaired. I mean, you can see it. Kanika had gotten into an elevator and taken it down to the lower level of the hotel where she stumbled out and down the hallway. The tapes show her walking upstairs and then to another hallway. And at one point, walking into the men's bathroom. After this, the police sent out a second search team to look for her and to follow her last known steps. You know, it seems like this all could have been avoided. And I know some, you know, being, me being in the hotel industry before, I know that there are certain protocols and certain things. But even if they didn't, when, the, when, when Teresa first came to them, had they let her or had they just went back and reviewed the tapes themselves without, perhaps a lot of this could have been resolved. Dive into the world of unsolved murders in Black America with File 13. Each week on Wednesday, we explore a new case, whether it's local, historical, or from national headlines. Come with us as we tell the stories about the people who are less likely to have their murders solved. File 13, where we believe a cold case is not a closed case. Everywhere you listen to podcasts. And now, back to the story. 
listen had, had they been able to just look at the clips of the video she might have survived it she might have just had hypothermia versus her being frozen solid in the freezer um a whole day later um I I thought I, w- I wasn't sure if anything was nefarious nefarious about what happened with her. Um, I a lot of a lot of it was kind of creepy. They thought they saw. I remember if I'm not mistaken, they thought that they saw hands trying like somebody was hiding in in the away from the camera, trying to you know coax her on. Um, I really just think this was something that could have been avoided. Uh, could have been avoided. Um, the hotel could have done something more to, to find this young lady. Yeah. yeah, and so from the tapes, you can see that that she had found her way to the kitchen that was under renovation. Footage shows her walking through this kitchen back towards the double freezer. Mm-hmm. This freezer had a cooler in front with a second door leading to the freezer areas. Now, the video does not show her walking into the freezer but it's speculated that she opened the door, walked in, and couldn't find her way out again. That was the last time she was seen on video until her body was found. According to the Chicago Tribune, the kitchen that was under renovation had a freezer that was still on and running because it was being used as extra storage for food for an upcoming new restaurant in the hotel. Their report stated that the freezer could drop as below as eight degrees. And we know that's cold. You know, we right here in Michigan. That's cold. At 1 a.m. or September 10, 2017, Kanika's body was found inside the freezer. She was found lying on the floor, hair disheveled, and one of her shoes was off. She had been wearing ripped jeans, a crop top jean jacket, and a white bra. According to the police that found her, she was frozen solid, just like you said. The first autopsy reports came back inconclusive. Second autopsy says she died from hypothermia. Now, she did have some scratches and wounds of her exposed foot and ankle, but other than that, no wounds or markings were found, no signs of struggle or a fight were found. Her toxicology report came back showing a blood alcohol level of 0.112, making her legally drunk. So, there we have it. She was legally drunk. The medical examiner said that the alcohol in her blood would have hastened the hypothermia. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of people think if you're cold to drink alcohol, it'll warm you, but it actually does the exact opposite. It actually constricts the blood vessels and it will kind of speed up hypothermia, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. She also had prescription drug in her system that her mother said was not prescribed. And um, it was a drug used for epilepsy or to help prevent migraines. It could also be used to help lose weight and control muscle spasms. Now, considering all the deaths in the news from people who were on prescription drugs in the last several years, I got sidetracked and looked at the effects of mixing alcohol with this particular drug. According to Ashley Wong, a pharmacist with GoodRx, the risk of drinking alcohol while taking topamerimid, I think I'm pronouncing that right, include mental and psychological side effects, including confusion, dizziness, drowsiness, and depression. So, going back looking at the video on the way that she was behaving in the video the alcohol mixed with that particular prescription it says confusion and dizziness which kind of 
shows what he was doing. Yeah. So after Kanika's death, and this is kind of like what you were talking about, um, of course, all of the rumors and theories came flooding out. We're talking about people saying that there was a video that was being tampered with, that her friends had set her up to be killed. There was another rumor that said Kanika was killed and put into a black garbage bag all kinds of stuff and i really don't like spewing theories like that because there was no evidence or anyone willing to step forward and make these claims outright but i only mention them here because they are out there whether they are legitimate or valid is another thing altogether so so far the answer to that question seems to be no um so fast forward to the next year in 2018 the family filed a $50 million lawsuit against the Crown Plaza Hotel for Kanika's death. The suit was filed by Michigan's own Jeffrey Figer. We know we, we, we're familiar with Jeffrey. Yes. <laughs> you know, he was very well known locally as well as in the national media. Um, he done some legal appearances on NBC, MSNBC. Now, the suit claimed that the hotel was negligent for not properly securing the renovated freezer area and locking it off from the public. The lawsuit also asserts that staff members were negligent in not allowing Teresa to, to view the security footage to help find her daughter or having a security officer look at the tapes for her. Um, Teresa said if the staff had helped her when she asked for the tapes, it's possible her daughter could have been found sooner and survived. And I'm kind of inclined to agree. We both kids kind of said that. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. You know, now I couldn't find any information beyond that as far as if the case is still ongoing. Um, if she won this lawsuit, she lost the lawsuit. Is it still ongoing? But what's sad about this case is that, like we said, in retrospect, none of this really had to happen. This young girl was failed by so many people in such a short amount of time, and that failure led to her death. Um, uh, I think uh, I think for the most part I do uh, feel that the uh, hotel um, definitely uh, failed her in that in that part that they could have done more to find this young lady uh, they felt obviously they felt it was unimportant I mean especially when the mother comes you know when a mother comes to the to the desk and say hey my daughter's missing and I'm sure they probably felt as a party going on or whatever you know but mm-hmm. uh I, I just feel like every life is, is important and just, you know, please just, can you just take a look and mm-hmm. see where my daughter is? Is this not like her? Uh, please just, you know, and they just, they ignored her, please. They ignored her. Now the Crown Plaza did release a statement to the Chicago Tribune and they said, quote, the death of Kadika Jenkins was a tragedy, but the proximate cause of her death were the unsavory individuals who used a stolen credit card to book a room and host an illegal party, which was Miss Jenkins attended. Those criminals escaped the hotel before police arrived and have never truly been been held accountable. This lawsuit has no merit and we will vigorously contest it, unquote. So there you so there you have it. Okay, so because she attended a party by someone who used a stolen credit card has mm-hmm. what does that have to do with her being missing in your building you know on your on your premises because then you can kind of go back and say 
okay, so they were throwing an illegal party, but they was throwing an illegal party on your premises. So you you can possibly still be held responsible yes, for that. They can still they can still be held liable. Absolutely, I feel mm. that. I, I you know that's curious. I wonder how did that case go? Um, unless they just settled, I'm sure they probably settled somehow. Yeah. Um, I was searching. I was, I was literally trying to find even even before, you know, we went on this evening. I was I wanted to follow up and look because I do that with a lot of cases that I'm working on and looking up, is that this to see if there's any updates because I like to add it especially before I do the reason, especially before I do the episode because then I might want to add that to make it as part of the episode. So there's nothing out there right now. So it still could be you know these things could take some time. To be honest, yes, yes, something yes. would have something would have been half said. And that was in 2019. Well, well, she passed in 2017. The lawsuit okay. was filed in 2018. Okay. So, I would have thought by now. I don't know the, the Crown Plaza. I'm pretty sure they got lawyers up the yin yang, yeah. and they're probably wrapping it up all in litigation and all this paperwork and then Jeffrey Feiger and their team are trying to make some things happen as well so it's probably just all kind of tied up so who knows I'll still continue to try to look and if I do find something um, I'll post an update episode you know a quick um, update as far as that goes but that's kind of where we are now with this that's that's pretty much the, the, the end of it so how did this young lady, my question is this now, and, and I, I, I'm just trying to uh, recollect about some of the things I did on the reports of that, uh, that uh, fortunate case of Kanika. And um, for her to be so intoxicated or so um, impaired, and she just walked all around on these different floors and no one took notice. And I know it was in the middle of the night and most hotels are very, uh, have skeleton crews, as they say, at, at that time of the uh early in the morning but um she went upstairs and downstairs and she was on the elevator and um i saw that some people said that in reports or reviews of the hotel that this that hotel would let you off on certain floors that you didn't you know uh click on like but that's the thing there is um i did read in um some of my a resource material that the video does show Kanika walking past hotel staff and nobody did anything or said anything and you can clearly see that she was just kind of like completely drunk completely discombobulated and they they were just walking right past her so this is what's also asserted in the lawsuit and this is why there this is why uh Kanika Jenkins mom is saying that they're negligent You still with me? I said I was thinking that perhaps they could have redirected her back to the lobby. Right. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, That's so unfortunate. Well, this is quite interesting, and uh, um, about that case, and I, I pray for her family. Yeah, pray for her family. Definitely. Well, I do want to thank you for coming on. 
We really appreciate it. Thank Um, you. I want to thank everyone for listening to File 13. Please let us know what you think about the show. If you like it, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If you don't like it, leave a five-star rating anyways. You can email us at thefile13 at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for us or if there is a case that you want us to look into. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday, so join us next week as we dive into the disappearance of Relisha Rudd. If you are a criminal that committed a crime or a criminal that committed this crime and you can hear the sound of my voice, I want you to remember a cold case is not a closed case. Thank you and have a good evening.